How in the Hell Did I Get Here is supported by The Coloring Book Coach. Check out the new podcast, How to Fall in Love with Yourself Toolkit, an intuitive guide for your month. Find it at thecoloringbookcoach.com. I love to travel. In fact, one of my favorite places in the world is an airport. I step inside and I usually feel super relaxed. Why? Because I realize that once I'm in there, nothing is in my control. All I have to do is follow the signs, do what I'm told, and eventually I end up where I set out to go. The other reason I love traveling is anything can happen, and usually does. And in my case, and in Aaron's, as you'll hear in today's episode, things generally happen delightfully. We're bringing you three How in the Hell Did I Get Here stories today, all about some of the magical and wonderful things that have happened to myself and Aaron while traveling. First, Aaron shares a story about a day in Barcelona. Next, you'll find out why I always try to sit in row 26 when I fly. Then, Aaron and Van take a chance and end up in a jam. A pearl jam, that is. Stay with us. This is Kim A. Floden, and you're listening to... How in the hell did I get here? As always, today's episode includes swear words. Before we head into the show, I just wanted to remind everyone again that the easiest and best way for you to support the show financially is by going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash the coloring book coach. You'll have the option to treat us once or monthly. No matter what you do, know that we really, really, really appreciate the support. This podcast is a labor of love, but it still costs us money to produce it and bring it to you. So if you love it and love us, head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash the coloring book coach. And if financial support isn't possible now, the next best thing is leaving us a rating and review at iTunes. Thank you. Erin and Van are visiting Barcelona when Erin finds herself on her own for the day. So she decides to explore the city to see what she can see, which turns out to be a bit more than she bargained for. Kim, you got to look at this actor, Paul Bettany. Look at the screen. Oh, yeah. No, I, I know who he is. Beautiful okay. Life. Yep. So picture him. Was he in that one? with? Yeah, A Beautiful Life. He was the... Oh, yeah. He was the friend. Yeah, the he was the friend. Okay. Mm-hmm. So imagine him. I'm Okay, so I'm... Van is at a meeting, and I have one free day. So I, I walk down to the beach. It happened to be beautiful. It was about 68, 70 degrees. And this is a nudist beach, evidently. (laughs) Did you know that going in? um, I don't think so, but it was cold enough. It was November. And so I thought, no, nobody's going to be naked on the beach. And so I wander down and sure enough, there is a naked young woman. She was in a thong. Just hanging out. And she was... No pun intended. No, she was... Okay. (laughs) This is not even the funny part of the story, but just remember Paul Bettany. So I I plopped down, naked woman about 15 feet to my left. Nobody really to my right. I just wanted to kind of be alone and sit down and listen to our podcast, The Bubble Story. And so I sit down and along comes... This guy, I swear to God, it was not really. It was like a young, crazy version of that British actor, Paul Bettany. Some people remember him from A Knight's Tale. 
he was the uh, the poet, I think, or anyway. So I'm sitting there, and I start watching this guy, and he he gets he sits down, kind of on the water's edge, and he picks he he gets back up and he picks up a couple rocks and he's he's in a swimming tr- swimming trunks has a bag of clothes on the ground and he he sets one rock on top of the other and he starts observing these rocks like i don't know what the f- i'm like really good it sounds like he was on something yeah or he was really crazy then he starts pretending like like serving a tennis ball like he was doing that throwing up motion and whoosh, and then he starts picking up rocks and doing that into, with a little stick, hitting shells and rocks into the water, clearly modeling as he's doing it. And he was this skinny white dude that looked just like him, <laughs> only younger. She's showing me the picture of Paul Bettany now. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And then I was so, like, mesmerized by how crazy he was. <laughs> and as I'm giggling out loud, like, to myself, and I'm sure no one could see my earplugs, and so I look like a crazy lady giggling on the beach about nothing. Um, but anyway, then he proceeds to pull off his swimming trunks. Again, I'm forgetting this is a nudist beach, but he pulls his trunks off right there in front of me in the world, looks at me and smiles and like, gives me the, come on, let's go in the water. Look. Oh, no. He's so <laughs> frightening looking. No offense, Paul Bettany, because you're cute. He, this guy wasn't. <laughs> um, and I just kind of shook my head. And meanwhile, naked, probably 25-year-old to the left of me, I'm watching the beachcomber, beach bums, Walking by her unabashedly, just right over the top of her, staring at her boobs and everything else, and she doesn't <laughs> mind. Yeah, this was, she was performing. She was there to be naked. Well. Yeah, they were both like performers, basically, in their own little world of nudism. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And for the guy, though, it wasn't about being nude. He just kept changing into different colored swimming trunks, <laughs> and I didn't know what was going on. I'm like. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, that would make me feel uncomfortable, too. But, yeah, just to model like that, to preen. And there was hardly anybody on the beach to watch him, so it was just weird. That was my little (laughs) moment on the Mediterranean. Madness on the Mediterranean. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm sure something else weird happened. Oh, I went out by myself, which to me is kind of a big deal. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable doing that. Spent in a huge city, walked five miles or so just by myself around Barcelona. Again, this was the same day. This was right after the beach scene. Wandered into the Gothic Quarter and met a couple from, um, I'm going to forget where in England. Was it New Zealand? Oh, no. England. No, they were English. They were a little bit older than me and proceeded to get pretty drunk with them in a bar. (laughs) (laughs) You're lucky you didn't get abducted Um, or something. She told me we were sharing pictures of our kids. It was like. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was. They were normal people. Oh, my God, an obnoxious and van found us. I'm telling you, there's so many cobblestone like, streets yeah. shooting off everywhere. He he hones in on me with his GPS and finds me in that bar with the people. And he stayed and had a drink, and then we, we moved on. But that was a fun day. It was good for me, like I said. Travel is good it's for everybody. Of, yeah, and it's just weird. I never have it really liked to go by my own.
I seem to make new friends wherever I go. And these next two stories, as told to a previous guest, Fred the Uber driver, are two of my personal favorites. One time I was on an airplane, I was actually coming out of LAX and going to Minneapolis. It was a long flight and I had been at this workshop and I was just all pumped up. I was like super, just in a really good headspace. I get on the plane. It's like an early morning flight, like a 630 in the morning. So, you know, no one's chatty. They're all just like, everyone's been up since two in the morning because they had to get the airport and all that. And we're all just like, uh, I'm in row 26 and I'm by the window. And so I'm the first one in the row. And so then here comes some other guy, big tall guy. He comes and sits in the middle seat. And I'm like, I'm like, hello and welcome to row 26. Cause I was just in this really great headspace and I'm just, that's how I am. And he was like, oh, thank you. And then another guy comes and I'm like, and welcome to row 26. So then we all start chatting for the, we chatted for the entire flight. And the guy sitting next to me was a physicist. And the guy on the other side of him was a salesperson. And we had such a great time on that flight. Uh, At the end of the really? flight, the the physicist had to catch another plane. And so did the guy from uh, Seattle, but he had a bit of a layover. So he's like, you are right. such a cool lady. I right. want to meet your husband. He's like, I'm going to come with you to baggage. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And he was. He was just a super nice guy. And he met my husband. And he was like, you have a really right. nice wife here. But at the end, before we all got off the plane, we all said to each other, we're like, this has been one of the best flights we've ever had. Let's all try to be in row 26 from now on. And maybe we'll all meet up Ooh. again. <laughs> well, wait, we never have. But I mean, it's... I'll never forget that flight because it was like a party. I mean, it's so rare to get three people in a row that are strangers that all three of you can, you know, converse for that many hours, four and a half hours or whatever that flight was. So that was just kind of a cool thing. Right, right. And I always look for the, I always look for them when I get on the plane. I'm like, who's in row 26? (laughs) Is my physicist and the salesperson from my salesperson friend? And then I had another weird thing happen on a plane not that long ago. I was in the emergency aisle. Well, row 26 was fantastic, and I really hope I get to meet up with those guys again someday. Now I'm on another flight. What will happen this time? Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this short break. Do you wish you had someone you could tell your secrets to? Would you like to be able to share your secret in a safe, supportive environment? Are you ready to take a brave step forward and release your secret anonymously to me at Tell Your Secret, a bold new service and podcast where you can share your secret and also hear other people's secrets on the podcast of the same name? If your answer was yes to any of these questions, I would absolutely love to chat. Reach out to Kim, the coloring book coach at tellmeyoursecret.club. And now... Back to my story. And then I had another weird thing happen on a plane not that long ago. I was in the emergency aisle. I was on the aisle, not a, not on the window. I was there first. And uh-huh. I'm sitting there, and I'm all settled in. But then someone, you know, the person comes that's sitting next to me, and it's a guy. And I, uh-huh. I look at him, and I go, oh, good. I've been waiting for you because I need you to open that door if we're in trouble. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, I'm right here. I'm right here. And we had this little conversation and I later thought, hmm, if anyone heard us talking, they would have thought we already knew each other, like whatever. So we have a conversation, you know, flight gets going, everything's cool. I'm watching a movie. He's watching a movie. We don't really talk past that, you know, that Mm -hmm. beginning part because then we're doing our own thing. So middle of the flight, we're watching our movies. 
All of a sudden, he goes for, gets a, I kind of notice he gets a snack. He opens up a bag of Cheez-Its. He's eating them. He hands the mm. bag to me. <laughs> I have a few Cheez-Its. I hand it back to him. And I just thought, this is the coolest thing ever, that this guy feels so comfortable just from our short conversation in the beginning that he felt like, you know, he's sharing his snacks with me. And I'm like, the, it just was like the coolest thing. And then, at, you know, at the end of the flight, I never got his name and nothing. He was just a super nice guy. He was on his way to Kalamazoo. We had a nice little chat at the end. And I'm like, he was one of those people where I already felt like I knew that guy. You know how you meet some people and they're just so comfortable that, and he was talking to me like we, anyone that was listening to us, I think would have said, oh, those two, they know each other. So it was just a, it was a cool thing. Yeah, that was a cool thing that happened. Aaron and Van love to travel together. The only thing is, is that Aaron has to keep a close eye on Van, who seems to have a knack for running into and interacting with celebrities. Here's Aaron. Magical and strange things happen when Van and I travel. <laughs> I he he says it's because of me, but I think it's just he and I together. We mm-hmm. we do have good experiences, but so we went to Seattle. That was my first time there. We went sailing in the Puget Sound, which is magical enough. We just went out for lunch one day and stopped at kind of a fancy hotel on the water's edge. And a couple there said, hey, did you know Eddie Vedder was outside doing a, he was doing a promotion or something for a mural of a whale. I think it was whales or dolphins or something on the side of a building. Yeah, it was that Waylon, Waylon, the, yeah. the artist. Yeah. Okay. Which is, and, sounds like whale. Oh yeah, but yeah. Nice the actual pictures were of, I think, whales on the wall. So, yeah, anyway. no, that's what he does all see things. Oh, yeah. he does. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was a private event. And once again, my husband who loves to crash private events and talk to people who are famous, I don't like that. And I'm like mortified by it. He, <laughs> he grabs my hand. We walk around the corner and it's clearly like cordoned off where it's right. Like, you're not supposed to be in there. Right. Well, he walks right through. There's a donation big jar there. He walks right past it. I'm like, <laughs> don't we need to put some money in that? We walked right over to the food. This was like the wedding crashers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear this part of it. <laughs> yes. We, so we have a drink and we have food. We oh don't know. God. Everybody's dressed up. And then we turn around and there's Eddie Vedder taking pictures with people and shaking people's hands. And it's starting to clear out. This was kind of, we caught him right at the tail end of it. So it was a really good, a really good time to be there. And again, I'm kind of strangely somewhat mortified to go up or terrified to go up to a famous person because they're people to me. It's there yeah. are certain people yeah. like when them. I went yeah. to see Celine Dion just recently, I, she's like a mega superstar and I, I'm a singer. I love to sing. So she, that was like, I was awestruck the whole time. Eddie Vedder was just cool to yeah. walk up and see him. He looks like an everyday regular dude. And as Van would say, uh, we walked in to take a picture with him and we started small talking about, um, me singing and this and that and kind of I pulled away from him and Van kept talking to him and he Eddie Vedder pulled me back in for another hug <laughs> he knows and the goods when he sees them <laughs> right damn it <laughs> and so Van was making jokes kind of about that for the next 
Well, he still is. <laughs> Telling everybody about Eddie Vedder encounter. So that was cool. And then just, I was just in New York uh, City for the first time. Van's been there several times, but we went to the Museum of Natural History and I was in the bathroom and I walk out and there's Hoda with her, I think, two-year-old oldest child. And I wasn't quite sure if it was her at first because she, of course, she's much thinner and taller in real life than what she looks like on TV. And so I just kind of did a double take, walked out of the bathroom, and I said to my husband when I got out, I'm like, we got to wait here for just a second. I'm pretty sure that was Hoda. He's like, who's Hoda? And I'm like, not Yoda, Hoda, because right. we were, we've we been watching The Mandalorian, which is really good, by the way. I and that one. It's all Star Trek, uh, not Star Trek, Star Wars, when Yoda oh, was yeah, a Kevin's baby watching or one. one of Yoda's babies. I don't know. You have to watch it, Kim. <laughs> it's so good. Anyway, Hoda comes out and she's she's got a bag like a everyday mom a plastic bag full of cheerios and all of the stuff mm-hmm. and she's putting on her coat she was clearly there at 10 o'clock when it opened was leaving at noon and uh van who again loves to talk to famous people walks up to her after i had told him and he clearly wasn't listening that that was hoda with her daughter in the bathroom he walks up to her and says I just wanted to let you know your granddaughter is really cute. <laughs> and at that moment, I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> so was she probably? Um, well, she has to kind of, I mean, let's be honest. She kind of has to be used to that for a middle-aged white guy. Watch, not going to watch that show and probably has no idea who Hoda is. Yeah. So she, and she's older. Right. So, she's probably close to my age or like close yeah, to 50. 54, I think. And, yeah, you know, it's close so to my what? age. To have a two-year-old? Are you fucking kidding me? That's why she's got people taking care of that kid. Well, whatever the case might be, she she walked away right after he said that and over her shoulder flippantly said, she's my daughter. Oh, she's my daughter. It was just that, like, oh, you just got bitch slapped. Yeah, exactly. And so, but he was so mortified mortified that he made that mistake because <laughs> oh god he's like i thought you said granddaughter i'm like no you don't listen like i said at the beginning i really love travel and this episode reminds me of why i'm starting a new podcast and service called tell me your secret because i love people and hearing their stories and secrets and Like I said, it's more than just a podcast. It's also a service for you where you can call me and tell me your secret. I've heard so many secrets from so many strangers, and I know for sure that when you share a secret, you feel better. To find out how to share your secret and for more information, visit tellmeyoursecret.club. As in, join the Tell Me Your Secret Club. Meet you back here next week for more How in the Hell Did I Get Here stories. Until then, pay attention, my friends. You just never know when you might find yourself saying, He just kept changing into different colored swimming trunks. (laughs) I didn't know what was going on. How in the hell did I get here? Big thank you to Silent Partner for our theme song, Seventh Floor Tango, and our ad music, Blue Skies. We found them on YouTube's Creator Library.
find their links in our show notes. How in the Hell Did I Get Here is a production of The Coloring Book Coach and is written, produced, and hosted by myself, Kim A. Floden, with editing help and direction from Carrie Floden.